I suppose I'd better turn off the Phil Collins in the background before we record. I mean... <laughs> but it you... adds a certain ambiance. <laughs> Yeah, that's like a quarter of an hour's worth of episodes. Yeah. Even though it's taken several days worth of recording. What day is it today, Glenn? Today is a certain special day, and I'm here with the birthday girl herself. I'm here with Swiped Up Girl. Oh, happy birthday to me. Where's my cake? It's in the shop. All you have to do is say the password, which is, here's the cash, and they'll pass it over to you. <laughs> Give me cake. It's just waiting for you. Oh, the one day where you're allowed to eat cake apart from every other day. Well, yeah, you, you, you're you a stickler for the rules in that respect. This is my last year in my 30s, everyone. I liked my 30s. I, I mean, thought my 30s were a lot of fun. Are you my, still claiming you're early to mid-30s, though? I'm, a lot of people think I am. I told some, like, you know, like a lot of girls, it was only recently the other day that I'm, I'm venturing into the age range of why I can understand why women lie about their age. I right. never got that. I've always looked younger than I am. So I was always more than happy to say to people, like, since I've been 37, I've been saying to people, yeah, I'm nearly 40, <laughs> just to see the look of, like, really? On their face. I love it. So now I'm like, oh, fuck, I really am nearly 40. But have you done the thing on dating apps of taking your numbers up? Because I forgot to do I, When I started on dating oh, apps, I was point. 36, I think it was. And so I had it school age, essentially, so I wanted someone no more than six mm. years younger, no more than six years older. And of course, that's kind of stayed. And I realised, I'm going to be 40 this year, and I'm still looking Got on dating apps for someone in 30 to 42. Mm. Actually, I should be shoving that up a little bit. So I could potentially be dating people in their early to mid-40s. Well, it wasn't until, um, I should say that Mr. Complicated, who we've not heard from, by the way, um, is 29. That could explain a lot. Yeah. And I thought... Now I understand why women lie about their age. I don't think I'd be comfortable telling him I'm 10 years older than him. Because it's not just 10 years physically. There is still a maturity level when you're in your 20s. But but the weird thing is, like, um, hang on, did we have a nickname for him? Peter Pan? Yep. Peter Pan was 37. But I would say that Mr. It's Complicated acts way older than him for someone that I don't know at all. But it's, it's weird how people have a certain... Gravitas. Gravitas, yeah. a certain je ne sais quoi. Like... If you, like, move across country or across the world to set up your own business and you're only 28, like, I'm going to assume... You've got to have some game about you. Yeah. Like, whereas Peter Pan was just going to raves and taking care. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can understand why he's lost a few brain cells along the way. But yes, it's my birthday. What are you doing for your birthday? I'm going to shout out to George and Wenny of Bawley Ballison. I'm going to Bawley Ballison. What the hell is Bawley Ballison? Bawley Ballison. So, you know, we spoke about swingers last week. Yeah. Bawley Ballison in Shoreditch is an adult ball pit. I remember you talking about ah, this. I'm going to get ball steep. So exciting. Can't wait. So. And they sanitise the balls. They sanitise the balls apparently every Sunday. Okay. So that's why I'm going on Tuesday. It's only <laughs> <laughs> so dirty they can get on a Monday night. So yeah, who's going? Who's getting balls deep on a Monday? No one. Um, so I've got about... 20 to 30 of my closest friends. We've got a booth. We're going so bougie. And I've got bougie to say, I'm not on this list, by the way. Listeners. Everyone's invited. No, no, no. You've you've made your choice. No, you're dating now. You're no fun anymore. You're going to have to cut you off. So I've got a couple of bottles of champagne, a couple of bottles of vodka, got some pizza, all the childish things. Last year for my 38th, 
I had like 20 of my mates, we did a private dance class, so we all like learnt a routine, like Ross and Monica, but cool. Mm -hmm. This year, ball pit, I'm, I'm regressing. As I get older, I'm refusing to hit 40. I'm just having the most childish birthdays. What's more childish than a dance class? Ball pit. Next year's gonna be clowns. Clowns. My, uh, what's those little puppets that you put your hands into? The Punch, Punch and Judy. Judy. Yeah, I'm literally, I'm refusing to grow up because, you know, I'm single. I don't have a husband or a kids or, you know, so fuck it. Yeah, Peter Pan was a dick for doing so. Well, call me Tinkerbell. <laughs> 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 I'm not growing up. So yeah, Bally Ballison, feel free to send gifts, presents, cash there today. Where can they get in touch to give you their birthday greetings? You can wish me a happy birthday at Swiped Out Girl on Twitter and Instagram or you can email me at Swiped Out Girl at SwipedOutClub.com And if you want to email me all the cash so that I can buy something for her and I promise I'll buy something and it will be something near the value of the money you give me you can get in touch with me on Twitter at a dating dad or on Instagram at DatingDad. So let's do some updates Glenn. Tell me about Treasure Girl. Well, this is, uh, I mean, behind the curtain stuff. We're pre-recording mm -hmm. slightly, so mm -hmm. I've still not had my date. But I'm going to say... It's not my birthday. <laughs> uh, yet. Yet. It's your birthday week. But it is. It's it is now. Week. For yeah. you, it's my birthday now. So do still send the cash. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm going to say that date went extremely well. Oh, you've preempted it. And not only that, it, as of live right now, we're even at the stage of talking about double dating with some of some people that we both oh, know. I'm letting the team down because I can't, I can't play. Well, uh, I, oh, it's like being back in the playground. She would love to meet you, I'm sure. And I'm sure we can we can sort that out at some point. But she's friends with someone that I knew that she used to work with. Okay. And I'm really good friends with that person anyway, because just am. And so we're going to go out on a double date with the two of them. Oh, I'd love to go on a double date. I've only been on one before, and it was with someone that, well, suffice to say, there was no next date. Oh, yeah, it was it was not pretty. Do you know why I like double dates? It's because I give awesome dates. I'm very good socially and I just want other people to tell my partner how awesome I am. Another thing is I've been watching a load of uh, celebs go dating. I, I've never watched it when it was live. Did you ever see that show? No, but I think they're filming in Bally Ballison, ironically. Oh, I, I, I saw Wenny, who owns it, put on her Instagram story the other day that they were looking for people to like, be in the background. Yeah. So yeah, all hot over off the press. That. Coming but, soon. And in that, they, got the, they sometimes set them up on double dates and that you find that... The only trouble is that the two celebs end up having more fun together than the people they're with. But of course, I know all the people around. She knows all the... Everyone knows each other. So yeah. actually, I think this could be a nice little fun thing to do. Oh, we'll keep us posted with that. We'll um, do. We also had... Do you remember our fun little segment that we had called Lost Property? Where these are, these are things that people have left around or had left around their house by someone else. Correct. Lizzie Hartz wrote in, I've got two good ones. Guy number one left a wig. A wig? A wig. Not a toupee, like an 80s hair band wig. Oh, <laughs> like a kind of rock, rock metal type thing. Right. Um, and it wasn't Halloween nor a fancy dress party. He thought it made him look younger. It got dislodged during sex. He oh, freaked right. out. He was actually wearing it? Uh-huh. Yep. Mid That's amazing. Mid-sex. Um, it got How dislodged. How did sex with hair like that? She clearly liked it. Christ. I'm just imagining David Bowie in Labyrinth. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it uh, what they call it? Business on the top, party at the back. Yeah. Like a full on mullet. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing. Um, he freaked out and things ended so quickly as he was trying to explain and run off. Guy number two left shitty sheets. Yeah, we're back in poo corner. <laughs> yes, you read that right. Poop. 
I went to take a shower afterwards, came back and he was gone. The room smelled. I thought it was just farts until I pulled the cover back. For my surprise, I blocked his number oh immediately. God, guys, just pro tip. Don't shit in someone else's bed. Oh, my God. I mean, just don't shit in any bed, quite That's frankly. That's a fair point. Well made. Ugh. So... Should we have a little break before we crack on? Breaks are always good. I might put the Phil Collins back on. Jackie and I both love a bit of competition, which is why we're thrilled to be entered into the Podcast of the Year Awards. We may be relatively new around it, but that doesn't mean we don't already want some nice trophies for the shelf and an excuse to spray the champagne. If you like what you hear, then you can help us out by going to www greatbritishpodcasts.com and telling them you think we should win and if you don't like us then do it anyway merely to build up our egos before we inevitably crash and burn entries close soon so do it now while you remember now, I mean right now hit pause vote then come back I'll wait You back? Excellent. That wasn't so hard, was it? Now, go tell a friend to head to greatbritishpodcast.com and vote for us too. Cheers. Hi everyone, we're back again and today we're talking about my favourite topic. No, not stalking. We did that in episode 7. We are talking about something I'm very good at, catching feels. Yeah, and this is kind of prompted by a few different things, but one of them is a listener question or a listener Love our conundrum. listener questions. Now, I'm going to whiz through because it is quite a long one. Hit me. So this question, I'll read through some of this. I'll skip through, so sorry if I'm skipping over important details that we find out later. So the whole thing is five years ago, February 2015, she met a man on Tinder, started dating, got into a relationship. So she was new in DC where she lives and she just moved back from London, so... She spent most weekends with him and his friends, and after a while, she got the feeling his friends didn't actually like her. But after seven months of dates, this isn't an overnight thing, he said he loved her. Oh. When she didn't say it back straight away, she felt pressured. She eventually said yes, but actually felt quite uncomfortable about it. And things got a little bit weird, and it ended, ended up breaking up over the phone. A couple of weeks later, she ended up moving somewhere quite close to him, but essentially, she she forgot about them. It okay. was just they were in a relatively small world, but they didn't really speak to each other, see each other. In November 2018, messaged out the blue, got some drinks. He had just got out of a relationship, a three-year relationship. So immediately after her, got with someone else. Okay. Ended. They eventually end up kind of being getting it, staying in touch, getting in touch about a few bits and pieces, and somehow fall into a friends with benefits situation okay so so far so good everyone's on the same sort of page however his his relationship has probably ended and her feelings for him are coming back she doesn't know if he feels the same way should she ask him take it as a good idea of just clearing the air or is it about just keeping everything simple but trouble is He's coming to a birthday party and she doesn't know whether that's a good time in about a week or so. So around the time of this podcast going out there, Mm -hmm. should she broach the subject then? Should she wait or should you just accept it is what it is and just say, you know what? Stop catching feels. Take this for what it is. See, I had this discussion with someone the other day. You know how we all have different levels of 
testosterone or estrogen. I think certain people are made with different amounts of emotions. My cup runneth over. <laughs> I have a friend as well who has recently got out of her marriage. So she's newly divorced. Congratulations to her. Congrats. Yeah, it was her doing. She was like, you're not making me my best self. She's way better off without him. They were together since school. And like you said the other day, like thinking of you at 17 when you met your ex to mm -hmm. now, you're just completely different people. It was never going to last. Yeah, she was like, no, <laughs> love my kids, but you're not for me. You're not like, your, your wants and needs change or your personality changes. Wait a minute, it's not my ex-wife, is it? It's not, okay, sadly. Just checking. Um, and she was talking about how she just like wants to go out and have fun now. And like, I'm... And I just said to her, just make sure you really mean it. Because as women, we emit. And I, I was trying to explain to her, like, a skunk raising their tail. Like, <laughs> pshht, oxytocin. Uh -huh. Oxytocin is the worst thing that ever happened to women. It's known as the cuddle hormone. And I believe that only we have it. It's what makes us do the thing that all men hate, cuddle after sex. It, it's, the, it's the clinging hormone. We, we, we emit it when... Um, when we breastfeed our children, it makes us cling to them and therefore want to protect them. Men don't get it, as far as I'm aware, willing to be corrected. Most men. No, all men. It's, no, it's a bit like men. testosterone, though. I can't no? say all men because I love cuddling after sex. That's just because you like cuddling. But yeah, there's I something do. in us that drives us to need oh, yeah, it. There's, there's no drive in need. Need <laughs> I like it, but it's not something that, you know, if. I had to get up and go and do something else. I wouldn't be feeling. But I guess it's it before be, before some stupid idiot went and invented marriage. If you take us to our like basest, most animalistic senses, back in the cave, right? We're all cavemen. I want the man to stick around because you're mm -hmm. my provider. You know, back in the day before we were getting equal pay and all that, you had the club. You were going out getting the food, so I need you to stick around. Yeah. So cuddle, cuddle, cling, cling. You. Don't need to stick around. Your job as man is to have as much sex with as many people as possible. It was only when some idiot come along was like, I know what we should do. Let's invent marriage. You put on this white dress. Your dad literally gives you to someone else. And from that moment onwards, you cannot have any feelings or emotions for anyone else ever again. What a great idea. Yeah. I often imagine that if aliens came down to earth and we had to explain marriage to them, at some point, even as we were mid-sentence, we'd be like... Yeah, this shouldn't work. Everything about this says it shouldn't work because we are animals at the end of the day. But someone's like, no, no, but it's gonna work because like there's a there's a bit of paper that you sign on everything and a ring. <laughs> That'll make you stop falling in love with other people or fancying like for the next sixty years of your yeah. life. This is a great idea. And at some point you're like, yeah, I'm not sure we were built for this. Mm -hmm. So huge tangent. Sorry, listener email. So my friend who wants to go out and she's like, I mean, I'm ready to, I want a bit of a fling. I'm ready to have a fling. And I'm like, beware the oxytocin because you might think you want a fling. You might get flung, you know, like you don't want to wake up and think like, oh, oxytocin's the worst thing to have. I think I have it in a huge dose. As soon as, I, even if we said last week, when, when I even first date with someone, I'm already invested. If I sleep with someone, game over. I'm literally like, Sam, are your girlfriend now? Like, I have this thing coursing through, the gears quick. through my veins. I can't help it. I am an oxytocin even if, fiend. Even if it's bad sex. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever had bad sex. You lucky, lucky person. I can work with anything. I'm very good. No, no, no. There, there, is, there is definitely 
Never even, had it. Even the best of us, the most skilled, confident, competent sexual beings in the world, if the other person isn't on your wavelength, on your page, no, that you, you can easily have bad But sex. you know, we spoke last week about my very small paddling pool of people. I, and, and I've said before about, I want to see how you move. That includes in a bar with people, your conversational skills, especially for a man, how you dance. So I'd like to think that I would whittle away. Like the, the poor, the, the, the guy that I dated who was shaking on the date, that would not have been good sex. No, but some people... I whittled him off. Yeah, some people are, are, are attractive. They know all the, the... Physically, they move. They're slinky and all that sort of stuff. Slinky! <laughs> slinky is fucking sexy. Slinky sex. Um, they, they've got... You know, they can they can have dishevelled hair and so... You know, it all, looks all great and sexy. Never had it. But then, when it gets down to it, it just doesn't click. Unless I'm just terrible in bed and therefore no, no different. I wasn't going to say, but I... But I'm not. Or you would say that, wouldn't that you? out there. So, may, yeah, maybe the, the guys that I don't hit off with, then maybe on some level I know they'd be bad in bed. Mm-hmm. So, loop looping all the way back, oxytocin is the worst, so I can understand why our listener there is a little bit unsure, because I think this is something that we need to speak about, about, like, progressing at the same level, which I think is what she's talking about. Like, she's a little bit hesitant from what I feel that she may be one step or a couple of steps ahead of him. Well, there was there was another side bit. Which, oh, sidebar. A side, a side part to this. Uh, back in October, back in October of this year, she asked him out to coffee to talk about work and so on. They got a date on the books. She was drinking wine, texting him, and out of nowhere, he asked if he could see us in a relationship again. That's where well, her feels start coming in. But that was October last year. Oh, I, I, hang on. As in 2019? 2019. So since then, they've been kind of hooking up and so on. Was that the moment for her to have asked? Has that ship sailed because she didn't jump on it right then, as it were? Can we either invent or get a third party that we could use for jealousy's sake? Could we have some little fake Instagram stories that he can see? Just who was... On Girls Gotta Eat the other week, there was an episode about marrying your best friend. And she didn't realise that her best friend... (laughs) <laughs> he didn't realise that her best friend was seeing someone else and when she would go out with this guy suddenly like her male best mate suddenly got very jealous mm-hmm. so can we kind of instigate a little kill email of like move quick buddy because I'm like slip slip slipping away so you, you think she should say something or do something to, to change this situation do something not say because say something it, it, you, you, you could spook him you could scare him away. So I think what, I but, just dropped some by, little hints. By hinting that you're going to see another guy, that's not going to scare him away? No, because you've not said anything. You're just, we're talking like stealth little Insta bombs. Okay, just well, like. Talk me through this because I. An Insta bomb. Oh, I, Glenn, I don't play games. I right play person. straight bat sort of shit. So during the Running Man debacle, I was out for a drink with my friend, funnily enough, as we were having a very oxytocin conversation. And I, I took a picture of my cocktail because it was fancy. And I'm sorry, but cocktails and sushi, <laughs> cocktails and sushi are there to be Instagrammed. Cannot have a they fancy one yeah, yeah. without taking a picture. It's the only like Instagrammable food and drink. So I took a picture of my very fancy cocktail and just in the background was my friend's hand. And I looked at the picture and I went, oh, good pic. Could be a bloke's hand. Oh, I, that I've went got, on the Instagram. I've got to admit that when in the early days of me 
dating and sorting my life out, when I went out, I would regularly take pictures of a meal, knowing that another meal was in the background. Yay! Come on, Glenn! stuff were in the background, because... You, you I knew you it wasn't just me. I'm having fun and it may not be alone. Yeah, who am I with? Is it a girl? Is it a guy? Is it one of my children? You'll never know. Yep. But I just want to plant that seed and I, that's what I think she needs to do. So she goes in. I, I've got to the place now where I'm so brazen and unashamed. I'm like, so what are we? You taking me out? Like, Mr. Complicated, when we were talking about my birthday, he was like, oh, what are you doing for your birthday? And I said I was going to the ball pit. What did I say the other week? If he likes you, he'll help you. If he was interested in taking me out, I've teed him up perfectly to be like, okay, so where am I taking you for your birthday? Right? The, the, the door is open. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think I even said to him, oh, but we won't go there. We'll go somewhere better. Then when he left, I went, oh, that's the best part of my day over now. And he was like, Aww. I know, right? And I'm like, I've given you a hook. I've given you something to, but I don't want our listener to be in that position where she says it and gets nothing back. I'd drop a few little... Play, play some games. Sometimes you have to play the game. So you think she should definitely say something and just either get into shit or get off the pot? Shit or get off the dating pot. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, if you do take this advice, and it is around now that you're mm. going to be going out and doing these sort of things, it's going to happen in the next few days. Tell us how it went. Updates, please. Yeah, we want to know everything that goes on. And the fact you're in a different country means if it all goes to shit, then you can't really hunt us down very easy. So in terms of, I mean, we spoke about first dates. And I guess now today's episode is when is it appropriate to start catching feels? When are you seeing someone or going out, as we used to say, in the playground? So I think there's there's two different, like entirely separate streams on this. And I mm-hmm. think you'll, you'll see where I'm coming from. One is the stream of you saying, this is what I think, this is what I'm going to do, this is my plans, this is how I should protect myself or how I should loosen myself. There's the whole thing which is totally in your control to, to manage to a degree. Then you've got the stuff that blindsides you, the stuff where you just cannot stop yourself from catching feels. Mm-hmm. And I think I can certainly talk about the first one, but I'm kind of experiencing the second one at the moment, and it's fucking weird, I've got to say. So I'm going to need some advice on how to navigate those waters but the first one i've spent the last three years protecting myself and and not going through the gears too quickly yeah and i think one of our um listeners gluing cheese wrote in that she wants us to talk about the various stages of seeing each other before it's exclusive when are you official facebook official i swear back in the day you were immediately going out that meant just the two of you and anything else was cheating okay so before we even go into that i want to ask you yeah define exclusive because I think this is really... I was having a chat with someone last night. In fact, Lucy from Lucy Goes Dating, we were having a, a chat about some things and we were talking about exclusive. And um, who says what and what does that actually mean? Because just saying, for example, I said, oh yeah, I've, I've deleted all the dating apps. Now that means, for me, that means I'm not interested, I'm not going to be dating anyone else, I'm yeah. interested in one person. However, to some person, they could say, well, that just means you've deleted the dating apps. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be chatting to other people or interested. If some, you bump into a gorgeous person at the bar, then you're not going to be doing anything with them. All it means is you're not actively swiping on a dating app. So with Peter Pan, as we know, my first date with him was on the Friday. Saw him the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we were on date seven. And another great date, like every one of them has been amazing. And I remember saying to him... Um, I think I said, are, are you seeing anyone else? Because, like, just to be upfront, 
I'm not, and I've not really got any interest in doing it. Like, I, I, I don't was multitask. There any trepidation? Did you know what the answer would be? We were fairly drunk. I mean, yeah. he was a functional alcoholic, so he was always <laughs> yeah. drunk. And we said about it when, when I spoke about him in that episode once before. He, he looked me dead in the eye, and he was like, "Absolutely not." He was like, "Look, I'm going to be honest with you." And the fact that he, what made him seem so sincere was because there was a little bit of a negative in there. He went, no, "I'm going to be totally honest with you." Two girls I was sort of seen have been in touch and I've told them both, like, I'm not interested. And I was like, that makes me believe you more because you've not been ashamed to say something that, like, not going to lie, felt like you've just punched me in the stomach. Mm. But you've redeemed yourself by saying, and I've told them I'm not interested. So I genuinely bought everything he was saying. He was like, no, absolutely not. Two girls have been in touch. I've told them, like, not to text me anymore. I'm not interested. I, I'm like, how could I want anyone else but you? Like, have you seen what we've got going on here? And I was like, yeah, I know, I feel the same. This is amazing. Suffice to say, we broke up a week later. So that's what annoyed me about him, in that you can broach the subject about exclusivity and still get totally blindsided. And then even when we were doing the non-breakup breakup, you remember that one, he was like, I don't know where you've got this from. Uh, oh, I don't know, like your mouth, when you told me that I had nothing to worry about and how well we were getting on and... So in that instance, yes, it was quite quick in that it was a week, but it was also date seven. So I don't really know the algorithm for date maths but that's, in that situation. That's the speed of going through to exclusive. But That's exclusive. Love Island relationships. That's yeah. like big brother relationships when you're like thrown into this really, and I hate the word because everyone kept saying, oh, it was very intense. It wasn't intense. It felt normal. It felt natural. It just felt right to see him every day. He'd ask me what I was doing for lunch. We'd meet up. Then he'd be like, oh, you're coming around later. Yeah, of course I am. He's staying over. Yeah, do you want to go do breakfast before work? And every day just rolled into the next one. I was honestly like, I could see this going on forever. And I've probably seen that because you've told me you feel the same. So you saw it as a relationship. He saw it as a situationship. When, well, I, I can't remember. I think he was still on Tinder, but I didn't really think too much into it. Now I know that he's seeing someone else. Like He always used to still come up on my Tinder. And then when I, I started seeing him being tagged in this other girl's photos, he's now not on Tinder anymore. And I'm like, interesting. Because you were saying all these sweet nothings to me about how great we were going and how you're not seeing anyone else. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he, whether you were using it or not, you were still on Tinder. But within a couple of weeks of seeing this girl, you're not. And, you know, they're, they're, they're going away together for weekends. And, and I'm like, so she's obviously different to me. Now, whether or not it's because it's cuffing season, who knows? But there's a marked difference. I, I get the impression that she is seen as much as I thought he was amazing and what we had was really special. There's no doubt that she is seen a very different him than what I got. Sure. Like weekends away and all of that. I feel like he's definitely leveled up with her. I mean, to come off of Tinder, it was like... He might as well be married. Uh, yeah, I think, I think that's a that's a big sign when you're catching feels. Do coming off those dating apps, it, yep. it show it demonstrates that you're you're not actively looking, you're not pursuing those sort of things. You're happy with the relationship you're starting to get yeah. into. And in hindsight, now now I look back and I think you were still on there when you were seeing me. It's you know actions, not words. Mm. I, I just think were you still using it? And I know he was on there because I used to look on there and see how many miles away he was, and I'd be like. You were one mile away earlier. You've been on there since you've been home. Mm -hmm. So whether or not it's because you're actively swiping or replying to a message or... But I know that I wasn't swiping, but I was going on there to see if he'd been on there. And how soon do you go into that 
thinking I'm not interested in someone else? Is that as soon as you match and start chatting? Is it once you swap WhatsApp messages? Is it when you've had sex and you become, or is it not just when you've had sex, but when you decide you're sex exclusive and you're only going to be sleeping with that one person? At what um, stage do you think, you know what, this, this is actually a thing. And even if I'm not going to call them my boyfriend or girlfriend, mm. effectively that's what they are with no name. Yeah, I think where I messed up with him was probably asking too much because I'm like, okay, all the signs are here. We're getting up in the morning. I'm helping you put your washing away. I'm ironing while you're doing that. And like you said last week about the cooking together, we just got into this routine. So he'd, he'd be out ordering the delivery and then he'd be like, oh, fuck, I've not done any washing up since last night. I'd be like, look, I've got that. So I'd go out, I'd do the washing up. He'd be in there ordering and setting up the DVD or the film on Netflix that we were going to watch or whatever it was. And we just got into that pattern of kind of like living together. So... I think then that's when you're then, uh, not not all women, but like I, I want a label then. I don't know why, I don't know why it means so much to me. And I think my mistake was probably asking him too much too soon. I should have just like, let it be. So there was one day we were like literally doing the ironing together and I went, oh my God, I went, am I your girlfriend? And he went, no. no. Yeah, that, that, like, that would have hit him hard. Yeah, even though we're doing all the coupley girlfriend things, pub lunches, crosswords together, ironing, we're doing all the things, but there was something about putting a label on it. I'd love I'd love to be a fly on the wall and know how this new girl played it differently, whether or not who knows, maybe he did learn something from me and he's playing it differently with her. Maybe he's not seen her every day so that once a week is a treat. Maybe they've just longed it out a bit more than me. But uh, yeah, I'm so intrigued to know like what she did or he did differently this time around. Because I think the, the putting the label on it, even though you're doing the things. But then like all my mates said, thank God you got out after two weeks. Mm -hmm. Thank God you only wasted two weeks because this could have happened after two months. And if he ends up doing the same to her, she's going to have a lot farther to fall because people don't change overnight. Yeah, I, I had something similar-ish last year in 2019 from the start of the year through to the end of summer. I was, I was seeing someone and... For some reason, we never had the chat. We never had the... Yes, we had the I'm not on dating apps and those sort of things. But we never had the I'm your boyfriend, you're my girlfriend type thing. And not only that, when her friends who... she's made, She told me she'd made very bad choices in the past. And that's why her friends were quite protective of her. When they started saying, oh yeah, I think I think uh, she's got a boyfriend. And they don't like to talk about it. But yes, she's, he's definitely her boyfriend. She shot them down hardcore. Because she didn't want to have that... So we're just dating, we're just seeing each other and we're just having a lot of fun and that's it. But we were doing that for five or six months. And it was getting to the stage where I was thinking, are we going to have to have that conversation? And if we are having that conversation, is that going to prompt other conversations which you know, led to us saying we're probably not right for each other? I think, just doing a bit of self-therapy here, I, I, look, we'd all, in an ideal world, you wouldn't need labels you wouldn't need to say what you are. It just tick along organically. Clearly the reason why I kept making snidey little jokes and jibes and asking in a roundabout way but trying to keep it vague was because I needed it because something in his behaviour was making me suspect, i.e. the fact he was still on Tinder. Mm -hmm. And maybe a little bit of me was like, why? Why? And now I feel like I've got to keep my profile active because if I delete my account, I can't see if you're still on sure. there. So then it's like you're you're just in this like thing, yeah. tug of war. There was something about whether it was his previous reputation or what people had told me about him or warned me about him or something about how he was acting that made me think, 
I need this to have a label because I want to know what's going on here mm. because I, I'm falling, I'm catching all the feels and I'm some part of me clearly didn't know if you were on the same page. And I think there's four stages and you're, you're on that first stage. So the, for me, the four stages of, of officialness, the first stage is you thinking it for yourself. You mm-hmm. thinking, regardless of everything else, I know that I am acting and am his girlfriend and he is acting as and is my boyfriend. You believing that yourself is the first stage of saying this is official. Second stage is where you got to with him, where you as a couple have that conversation and agree, you know what, this is a thing. And And, and that's where I felt most let down because I I wish at that stage he'd said, "Whoa, whoa, 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 like we're getting on great, but I'm a fucking mess. Like I've never been able to be faithful or but i was like no you you couldn't deal with the hard conversation and you've bullshitted me you, you you've gone yeah yeah me too i'm not seeing anyone yeah. I, either he needed to say let's slow down or he needed to say you know what this isn't going to be a thing either yeah. one of those would have been acceptable as opposed Don't to lie. lying yeah, yeah I, got, I ain't got any time for but, that I, but i think people like that whether they're sociopaths or narcissists at the time they be, they they believe their truth yeah. and yeah. i think he's got a touch of that i think at the time even when we we're doing the non-breakup breakup he went but i did mean it at the time i was like dude at the time was five days ago not much has changed yeah. we were we were fine yesterday it's a bit of a politician what response. has happened yeah yeah totally so you got you're believing it yourself believing it as a couple then the third stage is your friends and family knowing about it and so yeah. so if my nan calls me and says have you met a lady yet and i start saying yes i'm with someone uh or my friends meeting them that for me is the next stage of official because that's getting out there. And the fourth stage is the kind of public declarations. That's where you got the, and I know some people hate it, but the, the Facebook in a relationship thing, the ring on a finger, the, mm-hmm. the public declaration of, you know what, as far as the, the joint photos at weddings, those yeah. sorts of things. Those are the four stages. So hang on, so what, how does the third and the fourth differ? What are you saying is like the official... The, the third is the people you engage with closely. Okay, your, your inner circle. Your inner circle yeah, yeah. knowing about it. Fourth is the world knowing about it. Okay. And I think things like they, like you say, they genuinely are um, a, a wedding together. There's generally like, let's have a couple's picture of that. And that's when I first saw the difference between me and him, like... There was something about him that on a like an inner level, I knew that even we had like this lovely, I looked smoking with this lovely picture taken together. Went to a very fancy restaurant. Something in me knew he would not appreciate me putting that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but on some like that base instinct level of me, I was like, this is a nice photo that will continue to live on my phone (laughs) forever in my photo albums this is not going on Instagram. I just knew that he was not the guy to take kindly to it. The new girl that's still on the scene now has been posting away, tagging since day one. And I'm like, what is your secret? I Like, what has he, how has he come across to you that makes you feel so much more comfortable doing it I don't, maybe he just likes you more than what he liked me. I don't know, but because you, you got the danger if it doesn't. He's had work a total out. personality overhaul. Clearly, yeah, if, if it doesn't work out, you got and then got the decision of do you leave them all up or do you delete everything? And you know, the old days you'd cut their heads out or well, something like th- that. This is this is my my one thing that's still clinging on to the fact that he might still not be a totally great boyfriend. He has not posted a single thing. There is not. But does he post s- otherwise? 
No, but he used to. Okay. So I, I know what you, we said the other day when we were talking about this. You said, well, if he's not an active poster, that means a lot less than if he's posting a picture of his, you know, fry up in the morning, but not, that's, that's way worse. If you're posting other things, but not her, that's worse. And I was like, no, I think he's deliberately not posting now so he can hang his hat on, I'm not an active poster. Because he used to post. He was posting all up until July, met her. He has not posted a single thing since. And I think it's because he needs to be able to say, oh, my private life is private. I don't post things like this. And I'm like, well, your ex is still on there from a year ago. So you did used to. There are things like him at work, doing work things. So he used to. But I think he's had to shift his social media presence so he can say, oh, no, this this is about you, darling. I just don't post. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see. And I I think a lot of guys, when we talk about being official, guys, especially if they're fuckboys, will not post because they can't deal with either A, the embarrassment, or B, the admin of having to then delete those posts and explaining it to people where she's gone. Because, like, he had been married before he met me. There was not one picture of his wife on there. You would assume that he has been single forever. So he's obviously gone back and deleted all of them. And I think he's got to the point now where it's like, yeah, she's great and all, but if this doesn't work out, we can't be asked to delete everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to keep my eye on that. Just one to watch. And it's it, it's not also about the pace of it. Now, I, there is, it would be nice to think, okay, after this many dates or this many weeks, this is what stage we get to. And then you go through this stage and then mm. you go through that stage. And I used to think as well, for me, it was always going to take twice as long because I have my kids half the time. So I only get to see her half the time. So even though you're with someone for, let's say, six months, actually you only fit three months worth of single dating time in. So you can only see each other, so it's going to take longer to get. And so that's what I always used to think. And that's why I wasn't upset or sad about the fact that in the last three years, there's not been anyone who I've openly and happily described as, this is my girlfriend. But that's why when they say on these Love Island type programmes about how intense it is, because you're, you're, you're doing what I did with Peter Pan, you're going straight into living with someone. And that's why when they're basically like teenagers, they move out and all these couples that have got together on the show, they move, they move in together straight away. And it's like, they're just fast. Suffice to say they've broken up within a year once all that, the teeth whitening and, you know, booty detox. When they argue about who's, which one of the fake tan is in the bath. (laughs) Who's getting the ASOS deal, boohoo, boohoo packages. But yeah, they're just on this like fast track to breaking up basically. So I think next time, in terms of like being official, when I can finally get a first date in, I don't know, I, I think I would definitely try, but because I catch the feels too quickly, if I saw someone on a first date on a Thursday and he was like, what are you doing this week? I'd, I'd want to say yes. I'd find it so hard to be like, oh no, I'm busy. And if you want longevity, apparently that's what you're meant to do. No, but I, I, I can't. No, I, I genuinely think that's bullshit. You see someone when you want to see them. I don't think there are those rules. And yes, quick in, quick out, but actually... If you see someone, you, you, you connect really quickly and you actually have got a mutual connection and you both are talking about being exclusive and why would you wait? There's, it, there's no benefit to waiting. Only from my point of view, I think I would wait this time because I got so burnt with that one and I'm like, like you say, quick in, quick out. I don't want to have it crash and burn too quickly again. I'd want to sort of long it out a bit and maybe, yeah, twice a week. Like seven days a week again, would I do that? Probably not. I'd want to. And I, I would have to like sit on my hands to like not text them back. But 
and I, I like, like even with the guys that I was talking to before, like Mister, it's complicated and Running Man. Like I, I love having someone's text. I love that. Like oh, I mean, having uh, the last oh. week or so when I've had someone either to message or who has messaged me that good morning or that. I love Good that. I love that. It, it makes me really smile in a way that I haven't smiled in a long time. It's not a chore. I've had some women I've, I've dated and literally they said, don't send me good morning texts. I hate I hate waking up and, and to a good morning text. So I'm like, okay. All right, miserable. Yeah. That's I should have known at the time. She weren't my girl. Yeah. But I like it and I want someone else who likes it and who's going to... I love knowing that I'm one of the first things they think about in the morning and that they are as well. Yeah. And I don't think that's going to wear off at any stage. But, like, even Mr. It's Complicated, he's flown somewhere for business. I, I want to text him, like, hey, did you land okay? Mm. I'm not I'm not your girlfriend! <laughs> Why am I want to do this? But I just love having someone to text. Yeah. And I'm like, can't believe you didn't text me and tell me that you got there okay. And like, I'm offended. And you, if you've got a relationship, you don't. it doesn't have to be the love of my life in order to have that kind of that connection and that how's your day and and when something not when something goes wrong but i want someone to message or to be on the phone or to see when things go right and so, that's when i know that actually i'm it's beyond just we're having a, a bit of fun and a date and actually this is an exclusive type thing and i am catching feels so you're the good one to ask this one then clearly not me so unhinged asked how many people is it appropriate to chat with? Be dating? Be fucking? Are we now doing weird American dating etiquette or lack thereof? Do girls and guys do it the same? Also, what's the best way with opening a conversation? Well, let's say the first part there. At what point would you be like, I'm, I'm deleting the apps. I'm not talking to other people. I'm not actively looking. And I, this is going to be a shitty answer and everyone's going to hate it because it doesn't actually say anything, but it depends so much on so many different factors. Like I said, I've been, date, I've, I've been seeing someone, not now, but in the past seeing someone for a month or two, still on the apps, because I didn't feel a solid connection. I wanted to give it a chance. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, that, that not quite gaslight, not, not gaslight, that's the wrong word, not quite hobbing, but I was seeing her and we were having fun, but at no point did I expect her to say, this is exclusive, or me. And yeah. so if she turned around and said, oh yeah, I've been on other dates, fair enough, that's just what it is. So with her, that, if theoretically, that could have gone for a long time of us both being in each other's life, not quite friends with benefits, but dating, but not exclusively. And we never were going to have that conversation. Whereas Treasure Girl, actually that's happened within, I mean, I deleted the apps within like nine or 10 days. Yeah, I think it's it, totally... It just, felt, it just felt instantly, I don't want to be chatting to other people. I don't want, it's not even temptation because it's not temptation. I'm not interested in seeing anyone else at the moment. She's 100% my thoughts in that world. Yeah, I think it's totally personal obviously what i thought was great with peter pan he thinks he's got great with someone else he doesn't want to be on the apps i still think there's a semblance of cuffing season involved in there mm -hmm. but you know what do i know let's see you know when he wants to go on his lad's holiday in the summer and vegas comes around <laughs> let's see how that goes then but i think it all depends on you being on the same at the same speed yeah if i've deleted all my apps and treasure girl hadn't if she was still thinking ex not, this isn't exclusive she's still going out on other dates then that would be a different situation. Is she still on the apps? No, no, she okay. deleted them but pretty much at the same time. And, But if if actually we're both on the same page and we're both in that world, then actually that fits perfectly. Whether that's after two weeks or whether that's after two months. As long as you're at the same speed, then it's okay. Before then, until you feel like you're at that point, you can date and chat to as many people as yeah. you want. As, I mean, long look, as, you're, as long as you're not lying about it. It's, it's horses for courses. If you're on the same page and you're, you're a fuck boy and a fuck girl... 
that's going to work for you. Yeah. If you want to settle down, they want to settle down, and you're ready to move quicker, that's going to work for you. Just don't fucking lie. Don't fucking don't lie. Don't tell people either way. Don't tell people you are dating other people when you're not, and don't say the other that you're not dating people when you are. Just be honest and truthful. Otherwise, it's all going to end in tears. So I've got one more email here from Claire. Um, this this kind of takes in um, first dates and beyond. She said. My dating quandary is a follow-up on this. So he was a total gent first date, really, really nice. Since then, he has been full-on ramping up the sexy chat in messages. I flirt a bit, but it's too full-on too soon. I've called him out on this a couple of times, and the chat really calls off in all respects when I do. If he was younger, I would have dismissed him as a total fuckboy, but he's older with a really serious professional job, and I expected the true gent stuff that I saw face-to-face to translate into a nice romantic build-up over dates. Wrong. Do I give him the benefit of the doubt because the first date was so nice and he was so nice to me and try and explain face-to-face why I'm uncomfortable or just face that he's hashtag not my guy and call it quits? The second date was supposed to be last night but we both got stuck at work. Rescheduled to next week. Examples of the sort of chat is asking what my favourite sexual position is. Surely he could find that out at the right time. His profile was all about looking for something long-term. What do you think? I think this is all about reading the room. If she'd Mm. been giving him the vibes, and it doesn't matter whether it's sexual, whether it's not, whatever the the vibes she's been giving him, if if he's taken a risk and said, you know what, I want to accelerate this a little bit, as well as I really like you and I would like all these things, but, you know, sex is important as part of a relationship and I want to see how playful you are in that world. And she'd then either, if she'd responded then that's great. If she shot it down, however she shot it down, and he continues, that's where the problem is. Which I think the the red flag for me was where she said, I spoke to him about this a couple of times. Yeah. Right, he's still doing it. Like, let, let me speak in girl analogies. I've been in many a dressing room in a shop where you put a dress on and you're looking at it in the mirror for ages. You're like, yes, I suppose I like it. If I just, if I just get the right hair and if I just get the right heels and maybe if I take it in a bit and take it up a bit, and then just change this bit, then it's hashtag not your dress. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. unless it fits, again, line from Sex in the City, bad fitting couture is a disaster. I think like it's, a relationship. I it's think it's a fit. Three strikes and you're out. Yeah. Tell him once, okay, he should have he should known. Tell him twice, and actually, if you don't take, you might, for some reason, I thought she was joking about the first one, playing hard to get or yeah. whatever, and just needed to do more. If at the second time it's still clear no, and he still tries, he's never going to get it. And I think, again, the second red flag was where she said, like, you know, sometimes I'll play along, but ultimately I feel uncomfortable. But That's, that's the red flag. See, there, there's, that's also a problem. If she's playing along, she's giving him the okay to continue with that. Yeah, she's shut got it be, down. Yeah, either play along because you want to play along, or don't play along at all. Yeah, it's, it's the cat with don't, the yeah, again. Don't, don't give mixed messages on this one, because he, then actually, and I'm not defending him, but... It is understandable why he might think, you know what, she's played along with that, so therefore I'm going to do some more. She must be into that as well. I was at work the other day and I was moving, like changing from my scruffs, from my driving trainers into my boots. And this guy that I work with came along and went, um, it, was like, it was like a knee-high boot with a fairly like solid heel. And he, he saw me putting these, I, I could see him walking towards me and I knew what was about to happen. And he went, Oh, I prefer it when you wear the, the wear, wear your stiletto boots. And I went, sorry? And I was waiting for the penny to drop about, like, it is not appropriate to talk to me like that work. And he went, I said I prefer the stiletto ones, but, but the what the boots, the ones that you've got that come all the way over the knee? And I went, that's a bit weird. 
And he still didn't get it. Again, read the room. And he went, what? Lots of people like heels. And I went, no, I don't mean it's weird that you have a, a heel fetish. I went, I mean it's weird that you're telling me. Mm-hmm. And he still didn't get it. And he went, no, no, lots of people love heels. And I went, this is weird. I'm going to go. And yeah. then he did the thing that all blokes do that you meet in business. He's like, oh, anyway, how are happy, happy, happy New Year. And he went to kiss me. And I'm like, sometimes guys, like... PSA, sometimes you can shake a girl's hand. Please don't always kiss us. We don't always want to kiss you back. You want to, if, if I lean in for a kiss, all guys do it. And I work with a lot of like older men in their 70s and they still want to kiss. And I'm like, I don't want to kiss you. Just shake my hand. Why am I talking about this again? That's a very, very good question. <laughs> listeners are probably asking exactly the same. I think we were exactly talking about reading the room. But it was like, sometimes like I've three times I tried to shoot him down to be like this isn't appropriate and you have carried on why aren't you hearing me you're literally just powering through this conversation this woman is not catching feels for this guy no no absolutely not if you've had to tell someone three times to do something hashtag not your guy you said it yourself Claire shut him down with all of this though like I say all of this is things that people are thinking about and can control you do get side swiped sometimes and there's nothing you can do. I want to protect myself. I've spent the last three years protecting myself and my emotions because I got hurt so badly. I don't want that to happen again. So I've always expected it to be a slow build and to gradually get to know someone and to build up that connection and, and for things to take their path in an orderly manner. Then all of a sudden, bam, something goes along. Got no control over it. I can't stop myself from talking about her. I can't stop myself from thinking about her. And that's fucking frightening. How, really scary. How, so at this stage then, let's discuss how much about yourself you should reveal. Like, not, not the obvious things, like your job or the fact you've been married before, you've got kids. That, that's a given. Mm-hmm. But, like, what if she was to ask you how many people you've slept with or if you've ever cheated on someone before or anything like that? Do you think that is any business of a new partner? Because are you someone new every time around? Are you reborn? Is it, like, strike the record... This is the new me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is strike the record. This is new me because you're basically not. You're showing you're not learning lessons from the past. Mm-hmm. I think every person is made up of their experiences. There, no two people can be the same. You can be twins born in the same house, but as soon as you have slightly different experiences, that starts divert. You start diverging. And yes, you may all be on a similar parallel path, but actually, you're a different person. And so, you need to to grow from those experiences and to show that you're able to grow. Otherwise, you're just going to be the same Peter Pan person for the rest of your life. You don't. Yeah. You want to be developing, and and I think if you're at a situation where you're both feeling it and you're both feeling positive and you're both thinking, you know, what this might go somewhere, asking those questions and answering them truthfully and honestly, that's fine because it's them getting to know you a little bit more and getting to know your story and why you're like who you are. They'll never fully understand because you know they weren't there, but they can learn things about you in a way that they can't if they don't ask and answer those questions. I th- I think. There, there's two sides to this. Unless you've, as we said before, done the work, pretty much your personality is your personality. You're not going to deviate from the norm that much. Mm-hmm. However, I think, you know I love a law, I'm going to bring into play the McDonald's principle. So you know when you're younger and you go for your first job and you have to put in your work experience and you're like, I haven't had one yet. So you put in your paper round, your job in McDonald's. But then when you start getting your... Like now, my CV is like five pages long. But So guess what? My, my paper round isn't in there. My McDonald's job isn't in there. Yeah. You've got real actual career type stuff to do. So it's like, at some point, your McDonald's job, 
that it's it's not you point, curate it's pointless it. anymore. Yeah, yeah, you curate this stuff. So, so you're only would, saying what's important. Would I expect a guy to say, well, yeah, there is there is something that I need to tell you. I am stood up Sophie at the school disco when I was 12. Like, that conviction has been spent. You do not need to include that anymore. If you cheated on your wife a year ago and you've got, like... That's relevant. That 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 is something that has not been spent. You have not learned. You're a full-grown man of 40. That shit's here to stay. That's a red flag. So there are certain convictions that get spent. You have been rehabilitated into the dating world. But if you're someone who's constantly cheating and you're still going to raves and you're like 38 and you're doing drugs and you're always drunk and there's like that they're they're the things that like that's your personality now that's that's not if you're nearly 40 and you're still doing that it's unlikely to change and also you don't have to ask the questions but you want to know that if they if you whatever you ask they're going to honestly and truthfully answer so if you don't want to know how many people they've slept with or why their relationship broke up if you don't know on a note because you don't need to know, you don't care, don't ask. But if you, mm-hmm. they do ask and you're worried about what one of the answers might be, be mindful that if they're going to answer you honestly, that could affect your relationship going forward. Well, I think we've summed that up nicely. It's horses for courses. Yeah, and some of those horses probably should be put down and shot, to be honest. No, they're, so they're horses. Broken. You know I'm a horsey girl. Well, I've just ended up with a load of donkeys. <laughs> <laughs> Mules. Well, if you've ended up with a donkey or a well-hung horse, then please do let us know. Oh, nicely done. How can they let you know? Um, you can get me on Twitter and Instagram at SwipedOutGirl. And please slide into my DMs on Twitter at AdatingDad or Instagram DatingDad. I will still be accepting cake and cash. I have a birthday month, not a birthday, like Paris Hilton. <laughs> um, so, yeah, send me all the gifts and all of the well wishes um, and also... Um, Review us again on iTunes. We're running out of reviews. Five stars only, please, guys. It's my birthday. Don't be mean. Well, all that I may say is happy birthday and welcome to the 39s. And see you next Tuesday. I realised the other day that sometimes you do little endings at the end of the pod. If there's something, just a little. Mm. I only realised the other day, I was like a couple, I was like, oh my God, have I been missing these for 13 episodes?